0: And what's going on guys and welcome to the Benches Cleared podcast where we cover the best rivalry in all of sports. I'm Justin Gutierrez. I represent the side of the San Francisco Giants who just went 5-2 and two this last week.
1: And I'm Tyler Cohen. I represent the Los Angeles Dodgers who went 3-3 three and three
0: this past week. <laughs> so, so you're saying this is the first time. I don't really know how to act anymore, because this year, I mean, this never happens, so I just I don't know how to bask in my own glory. Or, That's fine. I mean, we'll,
1: we'll bask in the glory in October. That's you can bask in whatever you want right
0: now. All right, well, we're going to get into today's segments. we're going to talk about this, uh, do a re- uh, quick recap. We're going to start with the better of the two, obviously, which is the San Francisco Giants. They had a really strong series in Arizona, but before that, they did split the series in Oakland. Mad Bum had a great start, just gave it the one hit and the one homer. Um, then shitty start from Tyler Beatty um he's actually pitching today we we're recording this actually on a Tuesday during both Giant and Dodger games and we will be probably yelling and screaming as things happen right now uh Giants from the bottom of the six and Dodgers in the top of the first and we're starting the Bo fan club we just mashed one off of Clayton Kershaw but we'll get, we'll let you get into that in a minute yeah. the bats woke up in Arizona they won three out of four scoring seven ten eleven and then just kind of didn't do shit because they used all their runs in the first three games the last game but one thing i really wanted to talk about logan webb who made his major league debut and just fucking destroyed looked really good only uh went in for five innings because his his bat did come up in the lineup at the bottom of the fifth so i would have loved to see him come out for the sixth but really great seven strikeouts only gave one walk Pitched through an error Gave up one one earned run, ended up giving up two runs. But really, really solid stuff. I, I said uh, last week the rookie stars need to start up. Someone needed to step up if they actually wanted to be a playoff contender. Looks like Logan Webb is going to be picking up that torch and Beattie. It's kind of funny that they have Anderson doing a rehab start the same day of Beattie's start. I think this is Tyler Beattie's kind of you're either going to be here, or you're you're going to go down to AAA. I, I think they're going to be fighting over that last spot if Logan Webb keeps it up until Johnny Cueto comes back, and we'll kind of see what happens from there. Now, Johnny Cueto doesn't have to be rushed back. One thing I really want to say a quick shout out to uh, our boy Yaz. It's my guy right now, Mike Gistremski. Yeah, Mike Gistremski. He's he's fucking killing it. Funny thing, he was on his way out. They were sent. They told him he's getting sent back down. He's getting optioned down to AAA in the Rocky series. Then it turned out Slater had a uh, little bit of a stomach bug so they couldn't let him go and he just fucking mashed since then. He's had sixteen home runs this year, um, just on pace to hit twenty, which is which you know that's how you know that the the ball is kinda juice when there's three or four Giants who are on pace to hit twenty home yeah. runs this year. But we're, I'm there's gonna no more take it. there's
1: no more denying it. Yeah. It's <laughs> juice. It's- Pete Rose says it's juice, it's juice. I don't give a fuck. I'm yeah. taking it,
0: all I, right? I would, too. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Derek Rodriguez, who really stepped up and looks like he's going to be part of this rotation down the stretch. But Logan Webb, not 100 prospect. It's kind of like one of those like, 110, 120 guys that looks like they might crack it. But he uh, he demolished. I don't want to say demolished. He did, he did a lot better than Dustin May, who was, was really hyped. <sighs> you know. Demolished. Yeah, Del was made a little much, but you get what I'm saying. I'm just so fucking hyped right now. Comparing Major League debuts is what, what I'm saying. And, you know, he did it in a small ballpark. The ball was fucking flying in Arizona that day and did it against a better team. I'm stoked. Logan Webb going to be the guy.
1: So transitioning over to the Dodgers side, we had a 3-3 three and three week. I was hoping we would at least go 4-2. and two. So I'm not too bummed, but there is a cause for concern. A potential playoff matchup with the Atlanta Braves and... We lost the series. We went 1-3. It wasn't a bad series. I mean, besides that Dustin May grand slam, if that would have been out of the picture, it would have been we would have won the series, went 2-3. and three. But to recap, against the Marlins, we absolutely crushed the ball. Scored over 30 runs in a three-game series. Put up 15-1 game. Dustin May got his first win. Had a great outing. Went 5-2 and thirds, five strikeouts, three hits. I mean, you still not as good as Web Start, but go ahead. Fine. You can't ask more for Continue. the more. <laughs> you can't ask more from him, really. Pretty happy with how that turned out. Then we kind of kind of laid down at the end of the series in that last game, which was kind of disappointing. But that Brave series, we started off super hot, and then Ryu comes in, pitched a great game, end up losing that one by one, kind of a tough loss. But I think the future still, you know, looking bright. I think the biggest question comes into mind is, what's the playoff roster going to look like now? Now that Dustin May has been pretty much sent to the bullpen, we know that's where he's going to be the rest of the year. What does that mean for a fourth starter? What does that mean for the bullpen going into October? There's a lot of questions still to be answered, and it doesn't look like it's going to be as easy as we once thought. You know, I think Dustin May is going to stick in the bullpen for October. They're saying Rich Hill is going to be back. How true that is, I'm not entirely sure. So in that case, do you transfer Dustin May over to the rotation, put Tony Gonsolin in the bullpen? Do you let Tony Gonsolin potentially start a game four? You know, I'm not too sure. I think they would go with a three-man rotation in that case. I don't think they're going to leave it up to a rookie. A lot of questions to be answered tonight. Like I said, we're filming on Tuesday. Kikan Hernandez, Chris Taylor both got activated today. They're both in the starting lineup. We'll see, you know, how they end up working in the last six weeks of the season. See if they can get a playoff spot on the roster. So, still a lot of questions to be asked. A lot of baseball left to be played. Even though we're not really playing for much besides... Home field advantage. That's kind of a lot. Yeah, I suppose. Knowing that the division's locked up. I think we're just trying to get everyone ready for October.
0: Giants game what? A game and a, a, game and a half back of, of the division. It's getting kind of tight now. I think we're at the What is the 18 si- and a half. Woo! I'd I hold on to your seatbelt. So it's, it's, really, it's a really tight race right now. Magic
1: numbers 19. Giants 18 and a half back.
0: <laughs> I thought it was really funny that they basically pick Gonsolin over May right now. At the moment, they're giving him the starts, having May in the bullpen. I was really shocked. I was talking on Twitter. Guy Michael, uh, at Whitman, seven, says he's not really surprised. Gonsalin is way less innings, has been hurt less times, and, you know, May is only nine innings away from his career high. Yeah. So I kind of get that, but at the same time, if you got him, fucking, if, I, if he's I, supposed I, to be your guy, just let him go. Man. Yeah, but
1: I totally get it because he's the coveted pitcher of this organization of the future, besides Walker Bueller, of course. But yeah, but he's, don't... he's
0: already solidified in the rotation. Right, obviously, yeah. and
1: and that's that's exactly my point. We don't necessarily need him in the rotation at the moment. So best to keep his arm strong, don't have to wear it out, don't want him to eat up a bunch of Indians. So put him in the bullpen, perfect. And that way, if he does have to start in October, he's going to be a lot more fresh than he would be if he was pitching, starting up now, just gobbling up all those Indians. So I'm totally for it. I totally understand, and I think it's a good idea.
0: Poll time! We asked you guys on Twitter a couple of questions for the Giants. What will it take for the Giants to take the wild card spot? The options were rookie starters need to step up, they need to get hot uh, offensively, or a fucking miracle. And I don't know if a bunch of Dodger people voted, but they said a miracle. 31% did say it was rookie starters, and I I definitely agree with that because their offense has been doing very well, especially away from home. Um, last homestand, the A series, they did look like they're coming alive too at home. So I think if rookie starters step up, Logan Webb continues to do his thing, D Rod continues to do his thing. We just need either Beatty or Anderson to kind of step up until Johnny Cueto comes back. You know, we'll be good.
1: I'm going to go with the majority here. Uh, it's going to take a goddamn miracle. The <laughs> well, heavens are going well, to have playing... to open up. Well, I'll and be honest. With... God himself will have to come down. Well, and bless the Giants. Well, the and good I don't Lord that
0: happening. The good Lord has blessed us. We're not excluding the last couple years. We've been blessed recently. We're playing the Cubs right now, and I'll be honest with you. With a Beedy start, I've, I was really scared, thinking they're going to have to score a lot of runs on Hamels. Pitched four innings and only gave up uh, three runs, which is not saying a lot, but it's a lot for Beatty right now because he's struggling so much. And they're they're in it right now. So if they're able to, to squeak out the series from the Cubs. I don't see it being that crazy that they can sneak in that wild card spot. It's still around the same two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half games. So, we're in it. We're yeah. coming, baby. I mean, this series
1: is going to be huge. We're coming. We're already we're there. Coming. Yeah, fuck you. Pull time for the Dodgers. We asked, who's your fourth starter for the playoffs? And the majority said Dustin May with Hill coming <laughs> in in second, Gonsolin coming in third, and then someone else. I'm guessing they would Maeda. <laughs> I suppose. I mean, <laughs> or curious well, even though... Oh yeah, you know, he's 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 gone for 15 games, which is something we'll get into a little bit
0: later. Let's get into it right the fuck now.
1: All right, well let me let me go over this poll first. <laughs> I think
0: <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, I'm not going to get into it. Now. I think I think
1: Dustin May. I don't think he's going to be the fourth starter. I think it's going to be Rich Hill if he's healthy.
0: Dustin yeah, May sense. would step
1: in if he's not healthy. Also, I think it depends on how the games go. Let's say we get into the or the NLDS and we sweep. We win three games in a row the other NLDS goes five, maybe we come back with a three man rotation, see how that series uh, yeah, goes. I think it's all gonna be situational. It's gonna yeah, be you, you on what's happening. You
0: use your main guys. If they have the ability to just still go Ryu, Kershaw, um, Bueller, yeah. Walker, yeah, then you're gonna then take you that both it. series. Yeah. So.
1: But if if Rich Hill is healthy, I think one hundred percent will be Rich Hill. You know, which brings us, you know, the Julio Urias thing being suspended fifteen games, it's gonna give someone else a shot to prove what they have, you know, as far as the playoff roster goes. So who knows if Urias even makes the playoff roster. There's a lot up in the air right now.
0: He he shouldn't be able to, and let me tell you why. Because if you're caught, like, Logan Webb was suspended for 80 games for finding uh, PED in his system, maintains his innocence, the people that believe him are going to believe him, the people that don't believe him, no matter what happens, aren't going to believe him. But he maintains that he doesn't know how how it got in. He is ineligible for the playoffs. There's no way he can play for the playoffs, but someone who does domestic violence gets suspended for 20 games and (laughs) is able to play postseason. So if you're going to suspend people and that's the precedent, that's what needs to be the precedent across the board is all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Assaulting someone is just a slap on the wrist, which is completely ridiculous. And something like a PED carries an 80-game suspension, which I work in manufacturing of supplements, so I know how easy it is for something – To slip through the board of banned substances, and there's something new every month. Given
0: the benefit of the doubt, yeah. No, I,
1: I, I. We work with like Olympic athletes, so I totally understand how cautious yeah. they are and it still slips through and so. these
0: minor league players don't have the like a lot of these major league players like jake arrieta are really big on spending the extra money to find out every little thing that's in you know testing all, all spending all that extra money these minor league players especially someone who signed i believe he was signed like the fourth round they don't have that type of money to be doing that yep, you know absolutely. so I, i'm you also my, don't it's have my, anyone it's my opinion you. that he he didn't do oh yes get out of here Get out of here, guys. Fuck you. Ooh, Anyways. morning trek power. Uh, Hit the chair. <laughs> so it, it is my opinion. I, I I believe the dude because he came back from it and he's still killing it. Like It would be different if he came back and shit wasn't his, his shit wasn't moving and all, all that kind of stuff. So I back him. The other thing,
1: too, is, you know, PEDs now, what we consider PEDs, is nothing compared to the late 90s when we're talking anabolic <laughs> steroids. Yeah. These Needles
0: are, in the ass. Yeah.
1: These are such little things in comparison. So it's... It's pretty ridiculous. That's that's all I have to say about it.
0: We're we're gonna go outside the rivalry into the MLB, a couple of players we're gonna mention one Bryce Harper, it turns out you just need to talk shit to Bryce Philadelphia. If anyone is a Philly fan listening to this, or it's your second team, whatever, just talk shit to Bryce Harper and he'll hit bombs.
1: And you should already do that anyways because you live in Philly and you guys are the biggest asshole fans in the United States.
0: So if we had any anyone listening from Philly, they're just turned off right now because of that. But that's fine. Well, I'm fine you. with that. You live in Philadelphia. What do I care? <laughs> Obviously, we talked about last week the overrated chant, three-run bomb. That happened again in Wrigley. No, it was it was at home actually. Yeah, so it was at home. They were, they were yelling at him, Oh for 3, three 330 million, 0 oh for 3. And then he like said, shut the fuck up, bitch, or, or something like that. Next step at walk off grand slam, and man, did you see him? Did you see that the, the running around the bases? That was oh, kind of yeah. cool. Like I know the cool home run trot. Yeah, like when that you was off, some little league if, stuff. If, if you're against bat flipping, which in some situations it's kind of annoying, but that would be the situation to bat flip, take your walk, you walk, yeah, because you're you're exactly. Like you, you don't guess, start jogging. That's so a you walk make the off. Turn. That's a walk off grand slam. That's the time. But this motherfucker said, "Fuck that shit." Kind of watched it a little bit, then fucking sprinted all the way home. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah. I'm not a Bryce Harper fan, but I'm a fan of that moment. The last two moments, yeah. actually, he had. So Not
1: a Bryce Harper fan or a Philadelphia, Pennsylvania <laughs> fan.
0: I couldn't tell. Yeah. I thought you were, like, a Closet Philly fan, but... No. Besides
1: cheesesteaks, besides... Uh... That's the fucking
0: cheesesteak. Yeah. That's not even Philly. I'm not sure that was a I did that. Accent. That, was, that was more of a Boston accent, yeah. but whatever. All right, now we're moving over to a former Dodger. Uh, Yasiel Puig has been getting a lot of love by MLB lately, and a lot of love all over the Twitterverse, and a lot of people are upset about it, saying that you know he never got that love. He was oh bullshit. He like when he was a Dodger, he was like oh now everyone loves him. Here's the thing. First of all, just a couple years ago, I'm not sure if you remember, but uh, Yasiel Puig was almost almost voted off the island, got sent back down to AAA. They were going to trade him. They gave him another shot, and he ended up flourishing and doing well. But not only that, in baseball, doesn't matter what's going on. If you are doing good, if you're the man, then whatever you do is quirky, and it's great, it's fantastic and great for the game. If you're sucking, it's stupid, and you're a distraction in the locker room. That's the way it is. Mm-hmm. And he's killing it in, in Cleveland right now. So, yeah, yeah whatever. everyone's going to say, oh, we have to protect him because he's you know so quirky and fun, and he's so youthful. You know,
1: yeah, he brings a lot to the game, which you know (laughs) they're trying all these things to get a bigger audience with pitch clocks and all this stupid bullshit, juicing the balls. But more players like Puig, I think, is better for the game than anything. But on a
0: side note, backflipping for singles though—that's
1: much right. But I understand why the Dodgers got rid of him, and I'm—I was very upset about it in the beginning because he is one of the most fun players to watch, and I loved watching him for four or five years whatever it was but the proof's in the pudding look at the dodgers record look at the camaraderie between the dodgers i think he was a nuisance in the locker room in the clubhouse and i think that's why they got rid of him and it, it worked out for us and now it's working out it didn't work out for Cle, or it didn't work out for cincinnati but
0: it's working out for cleveland and clubhouses are different i mean obviously i've been in one but from the read of of things it seems like a lot of clubhouses are different so one guy might not gel in one clubhouse. Gelling, obviously, he's gelling in Cleveland right now. They're, yeah. He's on a tear. Everyone's happy with him. And Cincinnati, I don't know if he just – there was no one surrounding him, so he couldn't get pitches or, or what the deal was. I wasn't watching Cincinnati enough to really tell.
1: Also, I think for a guy like Puig, he has to be on a contender. I mean, he's going to be fun. He's going to keep it loose. And when you're so many games back and you know from the beginning of the season that you're not going to compete – I think it's hard. It makes it hard for a guy like that. So I wish him the best. I hope Cleveland goes deep into the playoffs. I wouldn't mind seeing him in the World Series. But, you know, I think it, this is one of those things where it worked out for everyone. Puig's happy in Cleveland. We're happy without him. Everyone just kind of worked out.
0: doesn't hurt that the Dodgers pump out, like, three great outfielders every fucking year so. Yeah. Which, was actually turned over the – like, right now, for some reason – the outfield is fucking crowded. They have a guy in AAA, Jalen Davis, who is fucking mashing. But where the fuck are you going to put him? Slater's killing it. Yaz is killing it. Dick is back, and he's off to a slow start. From what he's done before, you got to give him some time. And then Pilar, being... I, I always wondered why Blue Jay fans loved him so much when you looked at his numbers. I was like, okay, like what's what's the deal with this guy? But after watching him for a couple months, you fall in love with the guy. He goes out for every single play. Well, he's never saw a pitch he didn't like. I yeah, l- I and, love that guy. And
1: He's a great defensive outfielder, and also the thing that I like about him, and you know, even though he's on the Giants now, he's a hustle player. That's what I like. He's not a hot dog. He's not going out there. He's never gonna pimp a single. Did you, you know. say
0: a hot dog? You've I never heard that expression. I've never heard that expression. he's for, a damn hot dog. No, I like it. Just I'm, leave I'm it.
1: 28 years old. My dad is 70. So uh, my whole life playing the league, he's Lully, a damn hot dog. I had to hear that's, that expression. That's great. Yeah. I love
0: that. That's I'm gonna, an older. That's expression. mine now. Yeah. I'm gonna keep that.
1: Okay, so... <laughs> you are a hot dog, so you not yeah. do
0: that. All right, we're going to move on. On the Oakland series, it was announced that the Giants will retire Will Clark's jersey, Will Clark's number 22, well-deserved. He was a player of a generation, one of the sweetest swings ever to play the game, and it was always kind of like a... It was always an unspoken rule that you do not retire players' numbers that were not in the Hall of Fame. But since it happened for Barry... That opened the door for Will Clark, and I'm 100% all for those two players. They are players of their generation. They completely deserve it. And uh, open open up the question: what ne- What's the next retired number? I see people on Twitter saying Tim Lincecum should be the next one. Ooh,
1: I don't know about that. Yeah,
0: I don't agree with that.
1: I don't think so.
0: I mean, I love Timmy. There's no way they win 10 without him. There's no way they win 12 without him. When when you're a, what, what do you what would you call that? Like a shooting star. You're bright and you're great for just a couple years. And then you fade out, and then he had the the way he went out. Like you can't retire because you're gonna run out of numbers. If you if you retire Timmy, you're gonna have to retire Matt Cain. You're gonna have to, re- and you're definitely gonna retire. And then retire. Mad Bum. You're gonna have to retire at most. You're gonna have to retire Posey and Mad Bum. Those are the two numbers you're gonna have to retire. And if you retire those, fuck you. And if you retire those, you can't retire 55. You the can't Cubs retire is 18. The double.
1: By the way, that that's what warranted the fuck you.
0: No, I was just talking to you because I can't fucking say one out. Fuck. All right. Anyways, Tim Lincecum, I love the dude. I, I, I wish he come. I know he's trying to make a couple of returns. I hope he does it. But at the same time, if you set that bar, I hate to say that low, low. when you're talking about Lincecum, yeah. but for the, the amount of years he did it, he's not the generational player because that's Mad Bum. That's Posey. And if you're retiring two guys from that, from that generation, you can't retire Tim Lincecum. Then you would have to retire Matt Kane. You'd have to retire. I mean, technically, if, if you're going off a of World Series, and you're going to have to retire Belting Crawford. Yeah. So like that, that's just too much.
1: And then even going back, you know, you're talking Pablo Sandoval, Juan Uribe. Like,
0: it, it's just if, if you're going to pick one from this generation, it would either be Mad Bum or Posey. But I think they're going to end up doing both.
1: I mean, but then I feel like you know, even stretching it back a little bit further, you got guys like Jeff Kent, Benio oh, Santiago, yeah. like.
0: All these older There's guys. There's no way they're retiring Kent's. I didn't even want to bring this up because... Because he's a racist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but Jeff Kent retired as a Dodger. He had a lot of his milestones as a Dodger. There's no fucking way they're going to retire his number. Yeah, You can't. But you
1: want, when you think Jeff Kent, I mean, I know he played with us for a while. Yeah. I don't think no. And Dodger. I think
0: Giant. I understand. But on my wedding cake, right? My For those who don't know, my wife is a huge Dodger fan. So on my, on my wedding cake, we had little, uh, instead of a bride and groom, we had a little Day of the Dead, little figurines on top of the cake that had jerseys on it. For, for hers, it was Piazza. She she was a Piazza girl growing up. But for me, it was always Kent, Bonds, and Snow. Didn't want to hear the, ah, uh, the PED stuff. I didn't want to hear the PED stuff, so I didn't do Bonds. And it was Kent and Snow. And Kent was hard because, dude, I grew up playing second base. Like, that that was my dude. Yeah, But... If he retired as a Dodger, dude, I just couldn't have that on my conscience, so I went with J.T. Snow. What,
1: J- what number is J.T. Snow? 17? Was that J.T.?
0: J.T. <laughs> Snow was 6. He was number 6. I love him. So now that open—I'm not sure—Dodgers only retire Hall of Fame, guys, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, they don't—like, the Ring of Honor is completely different. Really? Yeah, because, like, Fernando's in that, but they didn't
0: retire before. Which is crazy, yeah. he was a generational player. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's one thing I know people talk about, that Fernando's number should be retired. So that will probably be the guy that, that's not retired that should be retired because he's not in the Hall of Fame. So I hope, I hope that does open the bridge up a little bit, but it is a little bit of a shaky line to have. Then the line's going to be blurred.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you look at the Dodgers, the last person to have their number retired was Tommy Lasorda. And before, <laughs> and before that, it looks like it was Sandy Koufax. You got Pee Wee Reese, Jackie Robinson, obviously. Roy Campanella, all those guys. So I mean, these are all old school guys. We haven't retired a player's number in thirty plus years, forty years probably. So yeah, I don't think the Dodgers are going to be opening that door anytime soon.
0: Yeah, our next week outlooks for the Giants. They're obviously right now they're playing the Cubs. They need to take two out of three. Um, definitely can't get swept. But I mean, if if they lose the series, it won't be the end of the world. But that put them down to four and a half. You know, the season's only getting shorter. So that, that's a huge, huge series because obviously the Cubs are the guys in that second wild card spot. So huge series. Obviously prefer to take the series. They're losing right now, but they have been known to come back in the seventh, eighth inning. So I, I, I don't count them out. Only down two runs. So and then got athletics and then they always crush the fucking Diamondbacks. The, the Cubs series is the biggest of them all. I'm hoping for a, a, a nice little split with the A's, win the series in Chicago. And fucking sweep the Diamondbacks. We get closer. We're coming. 2019. Boom. Dodgers
1: have a huge week ahead of them. Very important week. We got three with the Blue Jays. It'll be, you know, nice to see how we match up against some of these young guys that they have. Hopefully we'll be able to win the series, at least take two out of three. A sweep would be nice so we can keep pace with the Yankees. And speaking of the Yankees, this weekend in Dodger Stadium, the Yankees are coming to town This is going to be a potential World Series matchup. Huge implications to see how we match up against them. We'll have a chance to leapfrog a couple games into the best record in baseball for home field advantage. It's going to be a tough series. It's been highly anticipated. Super excited for it. Hopefully we can take two out of three. That would be huge for us. But yeah, I'm hoping we can take, again, four out of six this week. It's going to be pretty important. We need to keep pace if we want that home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So we're going to see what happens, and I can't wait to see what we're talking about next week so we can talk about how they did.
0: Would you – do you really would rather see the the Astros instead of the the Yankees? you think the Yankees are better than the Astros? I think so. I I don't think so. Postseason, starting pitching always wins, and I feel like their rotation is fucking stacked because Aaron Aaron Sanchez is their number four guy. Yeah. Like, so I I understand – Yankees uh, bullpen, yada yada yada. But if they are, they're going to be so fucking used this October because their rotation is shot. But it's they're going to be tired. It's power
1: against power. You got power rotation versus a power lineup.
0: I would rather, if, if I were the Dodgers, I'd rather face the Yankees than I'd face the, the Astros. That's just my opinion.
1: Yeah, but I mean, the thing is too. Who knows? Let's say the Twins keep falling. Cleveland bumps up into that division spot. And they end up playing, they're either going to play the Astros yeah, or the I'm, Yankees. I mean,
0: obviously on paper, those are the those are the three teams that are, are supposed to be in the uh, in the World Series, Dodgers, then either the, the Yankees or Astros. But like I said, we haven't seen an upset in a while. I'm really excited. I would, it would be so, this is, this is the thing. Dodgers are in literally the shittiest position ever. Yeah. Because it's, the, for them, it's World Series or bust. So that means you win the World Series. Well, yeah, fuck, you should have won it and then you don't win the World Series, fuck, you need to fire everyone, something fucking right. happened. Giants are literally in the best position. They could you fall out you of the race do any wrong. tomorrow. You can fall out of the race tomorrow and be like, well, it was a great season because you never expected them. So that's, those, those are the outlooks of the two. Obviously, I'd rather be in the World Series and of course. all that stuff, but... But there is a lot to be series. said yeah. to
1: the pressure of, you know, I'm over here talking about Dodgers in the World Series like it's a lock. Yeah. I mean, if we match up against... The Braves, yeah, NLDS, the Braves. or even you know the NLCS. I mean, there's that. Probably be the Braves. I yeah, guess. when
0: when it's October, the Giants and, get in. Then <laughs> yeah. October baseball, baby. Yeah, you doubt know, it. You know what it is. Yeah,
1: you're not there. You're not. <laughs> hey, coming. We ain't there, but we're, we're you're coming. not coming. We're coming.
0: You're not coming. Um,
1: I'm coming right now. You don't even know. <clears throat> right on your couch. No, you're not. Um, you're like a 12-year-old boy right now. You're not, <laughs> you're not coming for anything. So, I mean, we'll see. I think the big test is going to be this weekend against the Yankees, and that will kind of be a nice barometer for the rest of the season. So, we'll one, one, see what happens.
0: Everyone keeps saying how the American League is so elite, better than the National League, yada, yada, yada. When you look at the record, ma, 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 Wrong. ma. That is completely... Fo- Do you know how many teams are fucking bombing... Fuck, dude, in the AL uh, East, they're saying how how they're so fucking sacked. No, motherfucker, it's lopsided, okay? Because they're playing Orioles and the Blue Jays like nineteen times a year, okay? and the Tigers, the worst team in baseball, the, now, Tigers. Not the same division, but they play them a lot. I, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Like, there's a lot, like there's a lot of teams fucking bombing in the American League, okay? You go to the NL West, a lot more wins are spread out because who's the worst team? the The Rockies right now. They were supposed to be the fucking the the ones overtaking the Dodgers, going toe to toe with yeah, them this year. At least a
1: wild card winner.
0: You know the Padres are—they're not really together right now, but they kind of got a stacked lineup a bit. You know, with the Tatis, Machado. So any given night, they can fucking go off. So NL's more competitive. I don't give a fuck. That's why I'm going to end it.
1: American League baseball <laughs> is American League baseball isn't real baseball. That's all I have to say.
0: That's all I have to say about that. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Uh, make sure to subscribe. Rate this podcast to kind of help us go further. This episode has been brought to you by Appetite Clothing. Check them out on Instagram. Yeah, get out the fuck out of here. That's 2-0. Fuck uh, Clayton Kershaw right just now. Um
1: another home run. Um,
0: <laughs> It was brought to you by Appetite Clothing. Check them out on Instagram. Check out all their merchandise. Really good stuff. I know. I'm so upset. Also brought to you
1: by Renovation Candle Company. Renovation Candle Company bringing you affordable luxury vegan candles. Fall collection is dropping Sunday, August 23rd. Cut
0: that album.
1: Be sure to check it out. Cut that
0: shit. Hit us up on Twitter. Bench is cleared. P. Send us your trash talk to be featured. Thank you, guys.